Heroes, Heroes. Thank you for tuning in to Zero's Talking Heroes, the podcast that has very expressive hands. My name is Joe, and my Golden Army only has one member this week, and his name is Corey. The podcast whose body was a temple, now is a, now it's an amusement park, with honorable mention of the podcast that's not a baby, but a tumor. <laughs> I thought about that one. <laughs> Damn it. Should have gone with it. Uh, what do we have? I've got a mess of other bets. Hold on. Frank put in the podcast that can't smile without you. That was the other one I was considering. Yep. Matt, in classic Matt fashion, put in seven. I'm kidding, it's only four. Pick the best one. I'll pick his actual bet then. The the only podcast with a hole in their heart that will never be filled. That one hits close to home. Yeah. A couple of the other ones are pretty good. But, yeah. There you go. If you're not up on your quote game, the movie that we're talking about this week is Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. But we're not there yet, because we have to tell you what else we've been watching this week. Hey, Corey, what have you been watching? So, I turned on 10,000 BC on Netflix. Okay. Um, I thought it was like a straight, like, made-for-Discovery-Channel movie. Oh, that was a real movie. That it, was a, it was an actual movie that they made. Um, I remember not wanting to see that. No, I had no interest in seeing it, but my sixth grade class, that is exactly what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. We're doing... Um, I should have watched Year One. I thought about that, too. I hear uh, that movie's also terrible. It, it's definitely terrible, but I think that one might just be a little more crude for the sixth, for the sixth graders. Definitely. But this is, like, it, if you're a early human history nerd like I am, it's pretty interesting. So you uh, like it? I like it. Okay. I like it for its relative accuracy to how, like, society was created. Um, as far as, like, a movie is concerned, it's not very good. There's some really weird, weird parts in it. But you get to see nomadic hunter-gatherer tribes, and then you get to see, like, a big, booming ancient civilization that you definitely know of. Overall, uh, unless you're a history teacher and you're teaching this stuff, there's no real purpose of watching this movie. I watched The Shining... I started watching that Monday, midday, and I finished it today on the train. More or less. I fell asleep a bit, but fuck you guys. I get up at 4 a.m. every morning. You're the real hero, Corey. Yeah. And I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm so sorry. It's all all right. So, I don't know the last time I had watched it in full. I had caught bits and pieces of it during Halloween time, for sure, because I always do. But I was like, I'll just, it's, I'll throw it on. It's on Netflix. That movie is the entire, the only reason that movie makes you, I mean, it's a good movie, and like, once shit really hits the fan, the acting does do a good job making you feel uncomfortable and creepy and scared, but really for like, the first hour and a half of this movie, Stanley Cooper just does a really good job at using sound. Like, nothing else is happening, like, uh, Jack Nicholson is just walking down the hallway, but the way that, like, the score is, like, weird noises is, like, oh, God, it's so much tension building. And then he just silences the music and it goes to the next scene. I'm like, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, watch it next time because it's it's mostly... I've never seen it. Oh, you've never uh, seen it? No. Yeah, it's, it's for me, I think that most of the tension and the, the quote-unquote scariness of this movie is all based on... Brief visuals that aren't even jump scares, just brief visuals and the way that he uses sound. So, that was interesting. And I think those... Oh, I watched The Shape of Water, actually. Okay. Finally got around to watching The Shape of Water. Uh, Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a weird movie. 
It is weird. I really liked it. It's but... so good, but it is a weird movie. It, like, it's so many different genres. Like, there's a heist in there that, yeah, a... that you didn't expect. Yeah, it's... They're definitely trying to pull off a neo-noir, and they're really trying to spread all of the things that could possibly be noir. And it's a it's an interesting movie. That wasn't for school, right? You didn't watch no. it with the kids? That's for the best. No, no, I, I did that, that was for me. Papa wanted to have a beer and watch a movie. Nice. So that's why I turned on. Because was it, it was on the DVR. Was it on like I was on DVR. Yeah, I mean it must have. I guess it was must on one of the movie HBO channels. HBO or Show, yeah. Showtime or one of the two, one of the two or three of them, and uh, it got recorded. And I was like, "Oh, this is on the DVR. Don't mind if I do." Papa Core is going to watch this for zero dollars. It only took me forever to see it. Yeah, it came out like a little while ago. Hmm. A full Oscar season ago, almost. Yeah, give or take. Well, yeah, I feel like I saw it in December of last year. Yeah, that sounds right. And that's it. That's it? So you got... It's all I got. I don't have too much on the docket. I have one movie I'm going to talk about when sequel's here because I know he's going to want to talk about it, so I'm going to skip that one. That's a teaser for next week. Tune in next week. Hey! If you want to know what I'm talking about. So one of the two movies I'm going to talk about is... I don't know if you've ever heard of this movie. I think it's going to go places. It's called The Godfather. Oh, yeah. I think people are going to like it. Yeah, it's a cult classic, right? I think it just came out. Yeah, it's a cult classic. There's like a huge section of people that are like... Really into it. Really, really into it. But most people probably have never even heard of it. But like most people who watch movies, probably into it. Probably, yeah. It's a a very good movie. Is it the first time you've seen it? It's the first time I've seen it. Oh, my God. I've seen parts of part two. It's mostly young Vito in... I don't know if he's in Italy or New York City, but it's Robert De Niro playing him. Yeah. I think I think a lot of those scenes happen in in Italy, but don't quote me because I might be wrong. That's fair. I haven't seen it in a while. That one is like three and a half hours long. That's officially going to be. I'm going to watch it probably for next week. I'm going to try to, but that's officially I think going to be the longest movie I've ever watched. I don't know that there are too many other movies that are longer than that. Yeah. Anyways, honestly, I don't remember how long the director's kind of Watchmen is. Uh, Wasn't BVS like almost three hours? Maybe. That was a special edition that I didn't watch. That's a special edition you didn't watch was almost three hours. Okay, yeah. I know that there's like... I've seen Cleopatra. Yeah, Cleopatra's Cleopatra's like like four hours long. Yeah, it's essentially two two two-hour movies. Which I think you actually watched over the course of two weeks, if I remember correctly. I think you talked about one half of it one week, and then the next week talked about the other half. Uh, I think I did it in the same week, but it was different days. I watched the first half and then the second half a different day. So The Godfather's pretty good. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. No, I don't have... I mean, it's good, obviously, for a reason. I think it's, like, number three on... Top 100? Top 100 movies made, or at least American movies ever made. It's very good. It, I don't know how much rewatchability The Godfather has for me. It's, 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 it's long, and, like, part of the scenes don't need to be here. I don't know if it's just me, but, like, I don't think any of the stuff that happens in Sicily needs to be there. So, for a long time... I had watched The Godfather once when I was younger, like pre-college, and I just was not into it. And then Family Guy made that joke at the end of one of the Star Wars episodes. Do you remember that joke? Not really, no. So I think like the like the house was flooding, and everybody was like confessing, like confessing like their deepest deepest oh, darkest secret or whatever. Okay, I think yeah, I think. I and think Peter's like, I did not like The Godfather, and the entire family goes like, what? <laughs> And, like, even um, Chris jumps in and is like, it speaks a language of subtlety. <laughs> because, like, it's just universally known that this is a great movie. 
Um, it is a really good movie. Yeah, but for a long time, I was I was Peter amongst my group of friends. I was like, I just, I don't, I don't know, man. It just never did it for me. And then I, uh, I got more into movies, and I sat down with some movie-watching buddies of mine and watched it again. I was like, no, this is a really good fucking movie. I could see, I could just see where it rubs certain moviegoers the wrong way. Because it is slow. It's, I don't think it's that slow. I just think it's got unnecess- not unnecessary scenes, but I feel like if you take out all the stuff that happens with Michael and Sicily, yeah. it doesn't take away much from the film. That's fair, actually. Yeah. Except for about 20, 25 minutes alone. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Because everything that happens to him in Sicily could just happen to him in America. Of course. And quicker. But... Other than that, I mean, I'm not trying to say that The Godfather's bad, but it was very good, and I'm looking forward to looking, watching part two. I hear part three's bad. It is. I'm still probably going to watch it, because they're all on Netflix. Are all of them on Netflix, right? Yes. Yeah, that's why I watched it. Well, somebody's got something to watch on the train tomorrow. Nice. And for the next com- couple coming days, because you're not going to get through it one train ride. Nope. Nope. That was The Godfather, and I also watched another pretty good movie. It's Goldfinger. I saw part of Goldfinger, like, a while ago. Probably, like, the first half hour of it, and just gave up because I was young and didn't have the attention span. No, you have to be... Yeah, that's... Because yeah. most of them are on Amazon Prime now. Yeah, Bond that's right. Movies. A lot of the Bond movies are on Amazon Prime. So I decided true. I'm going to watch... I'm going to try to watch all of them before Bond 25 comes out, which is actually, like, the 27th movie. I don't know why it's named that, but... Has it been 25 years? It could be 25 years. No, no, it's been more than 25 years. I'm just saying, that's yeah, the only yeah. other reason I would that's think call it 25. No, it's definitely been more than 25 years. I'm pretty sure Goldfinger came out like 40 years ago, or 50 years ago. God, is that, have they really been out that long? It's, po- it's totally possible. It's either, I want to say it's either 68 or 78. 1962. 62. Okay, yeah, it's definitely been more mm-hmm. than 25 years. Sean Connery played in Doctor No, which is the first official Bond movie in 1962. Yes. So I decided I was going to watch... Try to watch all the Bond movies, and then I found out that Goldfinger is the highest-rated Bond movie. I was like, "Oh no!" I started with the best one. Yeah, Goldfinger is very good. Goldfinger is awesome. It's got all the all the tropes that are in things now. I don't expect you to talk. I expect you to die. Mm-hmm. When he's laying on the sheet of metal with the laser aiming, slow, creeping slowly towards his crotch, yep. about to kill. <laughs> the coming in at the last second to like turn the laser off. Yep. Odd job. The henchman. The best. The if not the best henchman, the second best henchman in all of Bond. He was apparently like a, some kind of superhero because he can't be harmed by anything other than how he's defeated in the end. I don't want to spoil it for people because Goldfinger is a great movie and they should watch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, Oddjob gets defeated because James Bond wins. Obviously. You should have figured that one out. They made 27 of these. Or 26. Or some number of them. I don't know. Hey, that's a really good movie. I'm going to... I'm going to still watch them, but I'm less excited about it knowing that Goldfinger is the best one and I started with the best one. Because it's all downhill from here. Apparently after Thunderball, which is the one after Goldfinger, it's not great for a while. And then the next really good one is Casino Royale. All the way with Daniel Craig. Really? Yeah, so they're saying that the, the... Not really good, but I mean like above 70, 70 range on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Okay. Yeah. I thought some of the Pierce Brosnan ones would. I figured Goldeneye at least Goldeneye is the only one I've ever seen before. Goldeneye and Goldfinger are now the only two Bond movies I've ever seen the whole movie of. Okay. I've seen part of Moonraker, but not the part with Jaws. I think Jaws is in that movie, right? Uh, yeah. I think Jaws is in Moonraker. Jaws is the is the only other henchman that's 
close to mm. Odd Job. They're, they're the top two henchman villains. When the one woman appears in Goldfinger, because I was watching this with my girlfriend, and I was just like, I bet you that's pussy galore. And I was totally joking. And it's pussy galore. I was like, this movie has everything. They do not... Uh, yeah, they... Goldfinger is the best Bond movie. Fight me on it. I've only seen two. <laughs> and to answer your question, yes, Jaws is in Moonraker. Nice. Yeah, I never got up to that part. My experience with James Bond up until this point was watching Goldeneye and playing the game Goldeneye for most of, not most of, but a good percentage of my teenage years with friends. That was... That As was, we all did on N64. Yeah, that was definitely... It, there were there were two things that were on... I'll give it three. There were three things on my N64 at any given time. One of the Legend of Zelda games, be it uh, Majora's Mask or yeah. Ocarina of Time, depending. Mm-hmm. Goldeneye. And then for very special occasions... Um, Mario Kart, but that was Mario Kart's good. Yeah, it was good, but it was just never. It was like we got bored of killing each other in Goldeneye, so we would go to. So we switched to Perfect Dark, which is the same game. That game is so fucking similar. <laughs> Did you have any friends that were like Perfect Dark heads? No, I had one friend. We all played Goldeneye. I had one friend who swore by Perfect Dark, and he would even like be like, "Don't get me wrong, Goldeneye is good, but Perfect Dark is better." So I ran out and bought it, like, it was way, way, way after the fact. So I only bought it for, like, $5. Nice. But then I sat down and started playing, I was like, this is fucking Goldeneye with a girl, with a girl as a lead character. They just gave the guns different names. Yeah, the guns different names. They added aliens. And, uh, that's about it. That's about the only difference. And that's what we've been watching. Yeah. Nailed it. Now, the movie facts for Hellboy 2. Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, came out in 2008. It's rated PG-13, and it's, I believe, exactly two hours long. Director's name is Guillermo del Toro. You may have heard of him. He directed movies called Kronos, Mimic, The Devil's Backbone, Blade 2, The First Hellboy, Pan's Labyrinth, Pacific Rim, Crimson Peak, and The Shape of Water that we talked about briefly before. The Orphanage. Or did we have this conversation last time it was Guillermo del Toro? I thought you did The Orphanage too. This is Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, but you didn't put The Orphanage on there, and I thought that The Orphanage was Guillermo del Toro too. I don't think it was on his list, but I'll check again. That's okay. If it's still open. Good, your phone is going to be faster. I think I had the exact same conversation when we did the last Hellboy movie. I was like, you forgot The Orphanage! That is almost entirely possible at the beginning. Oh yeah, no, it's J.A. Bayona and Sergio G. Sanchez who wrote it. So it is not a Guillermo del Toro. But it is a phenomenal movie. Highly recommended. Check out The Orphanage as endorsed by Corey from Zero Stalking Heroes. Yeah. If you like horror movies and you don't mind reading subtitles, oh, it'll change your life. Hopefully for the better. Definitely. But that's, a, that's quite a list there that Guillermo has. I've seen some of them. I've seen most of them. Devil's Backbone is one of the scariest movies you'll ever watch. Is it? Is it a Spanish movie or, or an English movie? Spanish. Okay, it looked like it was Spanish. From it's the a Spanish IMDb movie, page. and it is fucking brilliant. What it is? If I was to do like a top five horror movies, that's one hundred percent on there. Probably number two or one, one or two. Wow, it is one of my favorite horror movies. I'm not a big fan of them, but 
if I'm ever going to check one out and I want to be scared, apparently... That's the one to do. That's the one to do. Yep. But back to Hellboy Dose, because it stars Ron Perlman, Selma Blair, Doug Jones, Luke Goss, Anna Walton, Jeffrey Tambor, and John Alexander slash James Dodd slash Seth MacFarlane. It's Kraus. It's all Kraus. Really? Two of them play him and then MacFarlane voices him. Oh, okay. As soon as I heard him, I was like, is that Seth MacFarlane? I actually I couldn't pick that up, but now that you say it, I think I can hear it. The budget for Hellboy 2 was $85 million. That was pretty healthy. It grossed $160 million, so it almost doubled that. $75 million domestic, so it didn't quite get back the budget domestic, which makes sense. Maybe why we don't have a Hellboy 3. Probably. The scores for the movie Rotten Tomatoes has it at 86%. Certified fresh. I hope I feel like editing that in. Me too. <laughs> Audience score, 71%. They're down on it a little bit. Closer to the mean, as we'll see. IMDb, 7 out of 10. Uh, Metacritic, 78, with a user score of 7.4. So everything pretty much in the same ballpark. The only other factoid I have for you is that it was nominated for the Oscar for Best Makeup. It did not win. Do we know what it lost to? No. Okay. I, don't I know you like. I know you like asking that. I do. I do, and it's okay. I'll figure it out later. Independent study class. Who won the best makeup Oscar in two thousand eight? You can or two thousand nine. Go ahead and send that to us on Twitter. That's at ZTH Podcast. So let's do our general thoughts, which are going to be spoiler free, and then we're going to spoil things afterwards for you. That sounds right. Corey, how'd you feel about Hellboy two? Uh, I seriously enjoyed this movie. But watching it this time around, I don't think it's special enough to really separate itself from Hellboy 1. Uh, I, again, like, I remember watching it and being like, oh god, it just, it's just as good as the first one. And it is. It is exactly as good as the first one because it doesn't take any risks or chances. It just continues on with the stuff that worked in the first one and gave it a little bit more of that Gale Mill... Guillermo del Toro flair that's kind of creepy and whimsical and the shit you see in Pan's Labyrinth. Beyond that, it sure, the plot is different, but that doesn't change the story at all. I think this is a, it's a good movie. It's pretty solid. See, for me, I think it's noticeably inferior to the first Hellboy. Noticeably I, inferior? Yeah, I, th- I think the first Hellboy is definitely better than this. I don't think this movie's bad by any stretch of the imagination. I just really like the first Hellboy, and I think this one's a little bit of a step down. Yeah, that's fair. I'm trying to see if I can figure out how to word it in general without spoiling anything. I guess I, I guess I can. I, I think I think the villain in this sucks. Yeah. I don't even remember the villain's name. I uh, just watched the movie, still don't remember his name. I actually, I do remember his name, but I get it. Yeah, like, you have Rasputin in the first one. Rasputin is awesome. This guy is lame and barely featured. Uh, I think... We'll get into it. Yeah. You go go into spoilers, and I'll, then okay. I'll say my piece. Can do. So from here on out, we're going to be spoiling Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. If you haven't seen it yet, it's not available as of right this second. We're recording this on either Netflix or Amazon Prime or HBO Go. But... By the time you're listening to this far in the future when we're famous, who knows? That's true. They It was on Netflix mere, a, mere, a, while. a mere month ago. Had yeah. we done this like a month ago, I wouldn't have had to rent it. Bastards. Oh, well. This is my fault. I did this. It's okay. This is how we learn. It's true. 
You know, we win some and we lose some, and other cliches. So yeah, spoilers for Hellboy 2 starting right now, you've been warned. The biggest problem with the villain in this movie, it's not that he's a bad villain per se. It's he's used poorly. He's used poorly, and the end of this movie is such an incredible It's letdown. so weak. It is such a weak ending. Oh my god, I... I knew I didn't like this one as much as I liked the first one, even going into it this time. Mm-hmm. But I always remember it being about as good, and I I will stand my ground on that. It is about as good as the first one. It is. Until yeah. the third act, when all of the cool shit's really supposed to start happening, and it is probably one of the biggest I'll even give third, them- down let at, like, yeah. third, down, third act letdowns that we've had. Because at least like other movies that have bad third acts... The movie's really bad going into that, where I'm not exactly expecting it to soar, like, in the third act. But this one, like, there's a a significant drop in quality between Acts 1, 2, and 3. I'll even give you the first half of Act 3 is still pretty good, and then they just... It's not that it's bad, it's just... It's so lackluster. Yeah. Like, just... It's so much weaker than it should have been. The actual resolution to the plot... Is pretty shitty. Yeah, it's it's like they realized they didn't end the movie and they had to go back and be like, okay, we oh, gotta shit. we gotta wrap this up. We forgot this. We forgot the ending. But we pick up this movie essentially where we left off at the end of Hellboy One. Red. Yeah, except Myers has been transferred to, to Antarctica because he said he liked the cold. I think that's right off the bat. A huge mistake this movie made. I guess that guy didn't want to come back, or they didn't want him back, or something. Yeah, that's that's a definitely a problem. I didn't look. I didn't research it or look into it, but just that already I don't like because they wrote off a very prominent character from the first movie with one line. One line that's just one, kind of th- thrown in there. Yeah, one line that's thrown in there early. Like it's not even like they built the suspense of like, oh my god, where is Myers? Yeah, and then like there's like this like touch of comic relief is like, huh. I guess that's why Myers went to Antarctica, and then they go back to the BPRB, like BPRD. Like that would have that would have been a better use. Yeah. But instead, it's like a mini exposition dump to be like, "Hey, don't worry. I know you see all of the other faces, but you're not gonna see this one again." But we gave you some early John Hurt, so it's fine. Uh, kid, Kid Hellboy actually looked really good in this. I thought Kid Hellboy looked really good in this. Kid Hellboy looked very interesting. Yeah, those monster buck teeth he had. Yeah, it's funny. In, what did he say? Indestructible, my ass. Because he can't say indestructible. So whatever he says. You mean talking about Kid Hellboy? So Kid Hellboy says, "What is indestructible?" Yeah. Like he doesn't say it right. And then as an adult, after oh Hellboy, he says it wrong as an adult. I yeah. missed that. Oh yeah, he. I, I think he knows how to say it, but like, as like a funny little he cute callback, he like beats up like the entire room of golden soldiers. And he's like, indirustable my ass. And then they all start putting themselves back there. Yeah. He's like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> this is Hellboy's favorite line in this. It's a good one. Yeah. He delivers it with some gusto. I like it. I like his style. And the first time he uses it, he's actually literally walking in shit, which is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, crap. It's good. He, he uses it well. The one thing I'll give this one over the f- first one... Um, is their use of the the war like the the weird creature underground that exists? 
So in Hellboy gotcha. One, you really only get Rasputin and his like two henchmen. You don't really get any other monsters except for at the end when the Chaos God is about to rip the fabric of reality apart. Naturally, of course. With whereas with this one, you get the the fairy or the elf. Shit, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Prince, princess? No, like court. That's the word. Court, the elf okay. court. So you get an entire room full of full of elves. Oh, that sewer room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that sewer room. Uh, you get that really early. You get the tooth fairies pretty much immediately. They are horrifying. They are fucking made That's of the nightmares. stuff of nightmares. I yeah. was I was sitting on a beanbag chair watching this, and it rustled during that part. And I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It was so terrifying. Was it this beanbag chair? It was that beanbag chair. This is a nice beanbag chair. It is. But I imagine it does rustle a lot. Oh, it's so much. Yeah. It makes all the noise all if you move noise. it all. Here, guys, just for you guys. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's a yoga bow. Look it up. It's, Don't buy one, though. Is it uncomfy? It's not uncomfy. It's just... It makes a lot of noise? It's a, I have buyer's regret because I barely use it. Ah. That was like $100. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is going to replace... My usual chair. No, it's not. And I never used it. That's, that's it's never. Like, it's, I, I, Joe, it's it was, never going to replace the usual chair. I know. They got me. They yeah. got me. They, they got you good. Got you good, fucker. They might not even be in business anymore. So, <laughs> you get the court with all the elves. Uh, you get the tooth fairies. You get the troll market. Really, it's just you, you get, oh, you get the troll at the end. Weird looking one that's attached to a cart. Oh, yeah. That was the guy who made the golden army. Yeah, uh, is it actually, was he the actual goblin blacksmith, or was he just one of the guys that worked in the goblin? Uh, unsure. Unclear. He definitely worked on them, because he he made a mention of that. Yeah, he did mention that. But I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't assume that he was the master blacksmith. He might not have been the architect, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, that that part is unclear. Yeah. But either way, he worked on the army. You get the weird harbinger of death, which is probably the most gambling of horror thing that you see in this movie. It's like so... Unnecessary. Yeah, like it's unnecessary. it's kind of cool, but at the same, like, what did this scene add? If there was a third movie, if there I was, I guess it a, was a, probably a, to set yeah. up the third movie. If, if you continue on the franchise, it's a it's a wonderful setup piece, but yeah. that never happens. So the answer to your question, unfortunately, is nothing. It doesn't do anything. So for that, that's the one thing that this. Oh, and the um, the plant god, um. The forest god, or whatever they call it. The the jumping bean. Yeah, the jumping bean. That, I, I, that's a... We'll get to that scene later. So you get more of that, which I, I do appreciate and I do like. But, again, it's... At what cost, right? Like, you, you waste... Not even waste, necessarily, but you spend all this time showing me all these cool things, which is great, but... Is that what made your ending lackluster? Like, did you not have time to it's, flush it's, out the yeah, end there? It's like when they were writing the movie, and I think Del Toro wrote the movie. I'm not sure. Possibly. But it's like he was writing. It's like they were writing the movie, and then they were really on task, and then they just started daydreaming. They're like, "What if this happened?" And they didn't do that. And it's like, "Okay, back to the back to the main plot." It's like, "But what if this happened?" Yeah. And then they're like, shit, our screenplay's too long, and we never really ended it. Well, that's, that. I mean, and, and that makes a lot of sense, too, because it's, they're pulling in pieces of pop culture, like, all over the place, and, and 
I could see a bunch of people, guys in the writing room be like, <laughs> what if we had tooth fairies? But instead of, like, tooth fairies, we make them little fairy goblin things that like to eat teeth. And then a bunch of the, the references with the trolls are super, like, reminiscent. Uh, not the cat one, but the canary one actually has, has a meaning. I couldn't tell you what it is off the top of my head, but there's there's a story behind that, like, where trolls... Can I, I don't remember what it is. Yeah, I don't know either. But it's a thing. But, like, they keep... And then the, the jumping bean. Like, that's a, another reference. And, and that takes up ten minutes. Yeah, that's a that's a particularly long scene that doesn't do a lot. It's not like it's bad. It's just... It's a detour. It's a detour. And, it, and unfortunately for me, that detour comes back to what they harpened on in the first movie in the, in the first place. So the whole climax of the first movie was... Fulfill your destiny. Why do you care about these humans? You're not one of them. Put your hand in the stone and... Unlock the door. And unlock the door. And and fulfill your destiny of not being human and not having any connection to the human world. Which is fine. But ultimately at the end of the, the forest god scene when he shoots it in the head and it dies. That's what Prince Narada, by the way. His name is Narada. That's his name... Prince Narada. I will forget it in minutes. Literally sure. minutes. Probably. So anyways, that's what the prince says to him up at the... Essentially what the prince says to him up at the top. Like, why do you care? Why, why are you still caring about humans? They don't They don't want you. And on top of that, they He's really... trying to do like a, we're not so different, you and I thing. Yeah. And then they really drove that point home because the city has turned on him and is calling him ugly and throwing cans at his head. Like, a big red monster with a rock fist and horns... Is going to be accepted by the average New Yorker. See, I love things like that. I don't know why. Like, in movies, like, that's my big thing. That's why I like the X-Men, because, like, they have scenes like that mm-hmm. where people just, like, live in fear of them, even when they're clearly trying to help them. Like, yeah. they're trying to explain the situation in this movie. Liz is, like, telling what happened. It's like, no, he's been trying to help you. And then, like, they're just not listening, and yeah. they still continue throwing stuff at him. I love it. It's infuriating. For whatever reason, I just like those scenes in movies. I well, feel them. Yeah, and it makes you feel for the characters, I guess, in a really substantial yeah, well, way. Yeah, it definitely does. Especially for, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for the room here, but... All two of us? All two of us. But for people like us that were always kind of on the fringe and, like, the comic book nerdy kids and... Yeah, for sure. We were, even when we were trying to help the... Even when we tried to help the cool kids out, like, doing their homework or whatever, we still got picked on. God, I'm such a fucking nerd. Take a beer. I never did anyone's homework, but I did. That would require me talking to people. <laughs> it's okay, Corey. You're done now. You give out the homework. I don't give homework. You were either the best teacher or the worst because you're not allowed to give homework. Oh no, I'm just the best teacher. I could give nice. homework if I wanted to. Oh really? Yeah, of course oh, I could. Man, these kids are in school for six, seven hours a day. Let them, let them spend the three hours. Let, them, the let them go home and play Fortnite. Yeah, let them go home and play fucking Fortnite. I don't care. <laughs> Plus, every other teacher probably gives them an hour of homework anyways. That's I'm not going to add to that. No, fuck that. Plus, that's i got to grade that shit. That's fuck amazing that you get away with that. Nothing I'm going to give them at home. First of all, assuming that they even fucking did the work. Nothing I'm going to give them at home is going to be more substantial than what they learn in the classroom. And it's my job to make sure they know what they need to know for the test between the hours of... Eight and three. If I have to give homework, then I'm not doing my job right. Sure. If I really want them to write an extended response essay, I'll hand out the laptops and say, you have this period to write 
an essay on this question. I respect your take on teaching, and I hope it works out. Yeah, it'll work out just fine. Corey's a wild man. I just think that my teaching style works, and until there is substantial evidence to prove me wrong, then I'm not going to change it. Cool. Back to Hellboy 2. Why not? Yeah, we're still talking about this. We probably should. The... The thing that, that infuriates me the most about this particular scene, because I'm, I'm with you. Every time one of these scenes happens, I'm like, how can you be this fucking naive and this fucking dumb? But in this scene, it's particularly infuriating. The woman's baby is about to get smushed. You see Hellboy run at risk of his own life and scoop your baby up and stop it from dying... And continuously stop it from dying for a number of minutes while he's battering a giant monster. Yes. With your baby safe in his rock hand. I'm sure it's not necessarily the most comfy. Slash but tail. Yeah. But it is certainly the safest that baby has been in quite some time. Because he is not dropping mm-hmm. that fucking baby. And then after he defeats the monster, he the first thing he does is come to bring you your baby back. Yeah. And, the, and your response is, what did you do to my baby? I'm sorry, bitch. Is there a, is there if you can find a scratch on that baby's head, on that baby's body, then you can then you have the right to say that. Not a hair was harmed on that baby that entire time. His hearing, he may be hearing some ringing in his ear from that monster I mean, gun. That, that baby definitely has tinnitus now. Yeah, that's honestly about the worst thing that happened. But the alternative was it getting squished by a walking tree. So yeah, so you know. Potato, potato. Means no worries. That's a kuna matata, isn't it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun here. You know what part got me real mad at the end of this movie? Okay, hit me. Don't know. So, Hellboy gets the crown. Yes. He says, oh man, all the power. And then Liz? Liz. Liz. Liz Sherman. Yeah. I, I, for whatever reason, for a second there, I thought it was Liv. Liv. Mm. Liz, yeah. Liz is like, don't even think about it. Grabs it and melts that bitch down. Um, oh. why isn't that the first thing that the fucking Elf King does? Why does he break it up into three pieces and be like, I'll keep two, you keep one. And just in case we, uh... <laughs> I guess in case they ever need it again, or he, you know, doesn't have access to fire. But there was a, the Goblin Forge where it was made. Oh, I know. That was... That was... I just, that one bothered me. That one got me. Because it's not even like she was like, alright, we have to make sure it never gets used and they like try to like hit it with a hammer and it doesn't really destroy it right. She just is like, don't even think about it. Flame on. Melt. She didn't even melt it into anything cool. It's a bunch of gold. I mean, that's could, pretty cool. She, but she could have made wedding rings out of it. Well, you don't know that they're going to be married. I mean, they don't have... They, they, about to have twins. Spoilers. They don't have to be married for that. This is a progressive time we live in. I mean, it's also a big red demon and a... Very progressive pyro, time. A, pyro, uh, a pyropath. Right? Is that what they're called? Pyrokinetic? Yeah, pyrokinetic. Uh, yeah, whatever those I don't know. Are. People who have fire powers. Yeah. Somebody who has pyrokinesis. Yeah, pyrokinesis. Person with pyrokinesis. I feel like it's pyrokinetic, but... I don't know. Anyway, I mean, if we're already talking about that scene... Let's go, let's That's, do it. I was hoping you were going to have the same thing about the scene that drove me crazy. I was, like, after they melt the crown... Well, first of all, apparently melting the crown just stops the whole Golden Army. Because they never put the crown on, I was like, hey, 
power down guys. So, yeah. man, they were lucky that that worked. Otherwise, they have no way to control them. And the other thing was that they all shut down. And then they just literally littered the entire room. So I was really hoping for, like, a witty line, like, oh, crap. So how do we get out of here now? Yeah, I kind of <laughs> wish they had given us the witty line, because I kind of thought the out of there in, like, five seconds flat. And then there's... Next shot we see them is they're leaving the cave and talking to Jeffrey Tambor, whose name I don't remember in this. But it's funny. Yeah, yeah we, um... Yeah, they they all just kind of shut down. I kind of assumed that Hellboy would have been like, all right, guys, go back to your slumber or whatever. And they all, like, turn and walk away, and then and then she melts it. But, no, apparently just melting it shuts them. them off. If they can't be controlled, they don't function anymore. That That moment in that scene is certainly a problem, but I still maintain that the bigger problem is the end of that fucking fight. The way that that fight ends, because the way that he get that he wins the crown. Oh, because the fight was okay, I guess. It wasn't great, but it wasn't awful. And then the whole time I was like, "Why don't you just step off the gears and fight him on normal ground?" Yeah, there's that. Where he doesn't have the advantage. I mean, I think but I he, digress. I think he kind of had the advantage either way. He was definitely a better fighter. Hellboy just got the right shots in at the right moments. Yeah, I guess. So. He gets the speary thing, he puts it up to his throat, he's like, kill me, I'm never going to concede. It's like, it doesn't matter, I won, and he takes the crown off. I'm like, was it that simple the whole time? As long as the crown came off, you get to win? Like, what is... I don't know, I mean, I guess, like, like in wrestling, you get a point, you get points for... Takedowns, like, yeah. Takedowns, so, I mean, he got the takedown, he had him at a lethal strike. It's true. Like, it's basically, not submission, but... Well, I mean, if, the, if, I if, if right the victor decides not to to spare your life, that's that is on the victor. I mean, that yeah. that makes sense. But then he stands up to go to stab him in the back, and she, the sister, stabs herself instead. Whose name I also don't remember. It's similar. Princess um, knew something because yeah. IMDb is another name that starts with that. Not much I know. It sure does. Princess Nuala. Yeah, that's it. And he's Nuwata, and she's Nuala. That was an interesting dynamic of them being twins, and then I feel like I've seen that in something else before, but I'm not sure. But the fact that they take each other's physical damage. I thought that was cool. It was interesting. I thought that was a really, really cool way to connect them. And it does, and it, and it added a little bit of suspense where there wasn't some before. Because when he breaks into the BPRD, Hellboy is theoretically, should have had the upper hand there. It's his home territory. It's. He has no reason to be weak about it, yeah, but he keeps... Abe tells him not to hurt the... Yeah, tells him not him to hurt him, and he just keeps trying him. to, like, essentially be defensive instead of offensive, and that's what ends up getting him fucking stabbed near the heart. And I, I appreciate the way that they kind of very slowly but surely dole out that information. They don't beat you over the head with it, like, the first time you see it happen. It's not like... Yeah, it's kind of just, if you notice it, you notice yeah, it. Yeah, you notice it, you, you notice it. You yeah, you, exactly. They have, like, the same wound. And it's, then eventually, and then eventually they'll, they'll give you that expert dump, like, yeah, well, we're connected, so whatever happens to him happens to me. But for me, it's like, oh my gosh, look at that. Like, when he got punched in the face, her nose bled. When he got sliced in the arm, her arm started to bleed. Like, that was... Yeah, it, it's cool because it gives stakes to scenes that happened earlier, like... When his the the king decides that the prince should die, and he's like, "Sister, 
do you agree with this sentence? And then she says yes, which means she was willing to die so that the golden he army wouldn't come back. rise the golden army again. Yeah. And, like, you don't get that in the moment if you've never seen the movie before, but then you realize that she would also have died. Yeah. And, and then, of like, course... Shit. I mean, obviously she's willing to die for that because... Yeah. Spoilers. Well, she, she does, yeah. <laughs> she does, and of her own accord this time, which is, I forgot happened. I forgot how it happened. I forget if they were able to incapacitate him or if he ended up dying, but yeah. He ended up dying, and he ended up dying by his sister's hand, because she stabbed herself in the stomach. But I don't know that I've seen it with twins like this. Like, I always, you always see... Twins having special connections, or twins having... Yeah, these twins have a really special connection. Yeah, yeah. The... Like, too much, so. <laughs> to a fault, for sure. Weird elf twins. Much different than human twins. Definitely different than human twins. It's weird, for as long of a movie as it is, we kind of hit all the big parts of it already. I mean, there's one big part we didn't talk about, I guess. Well, we didn't talk about Abe Sapien, like his expanded role. We didn't talk about Krauss at all. Oh, that's right, we didn't talk about Krauss yet. Yes. I'm, talking, I'm thinking moments, not plot. Yeah, that's I fair. That's, I think that's what I was going with. So, they give us more Abe Sapien in this. They do. And they is, give him a nice. love interest. Which is unfortunately tragic for him. It is very tragic for him. Although, luckily, in Shape of Water, he does better. <laughs> yeah. I think that leads to one of the better scenes in this, too, when he's like, Oh, you love a girl? Have a beer. And they both get tanked. Oh, that's my favorite part. Oh of the my whole god, movie. it's so good. Drunk Abe Sapien is my, Drunk, is my yeah. literally my favorite part of this movie. I'm pretty sure I'm with you on that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm with you on that. It, it's that and a close. It's either that or it might be a close second to the jumping bean tree god thing. Those are those are, okay. those are definitely two of my favorite. The two, the two scenes I like the most. Um, I know someone else likes that scene. What, the tree god thing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, those are definitely those are definitely gonna be one and two for like favorite scenes for me. But then we get the ectoplasmic specialist, Doctor Franz something or another. I think it's Johann Kraus. Oh, that's what it is, Johann Kraus, with two S's, which leads to probably the best um, witty one-liner. He Hellboy has a couple witty one-liners to Kraus, but Kraus with two S's is probably the best one. He's like, ah, yes, SS. Because he keeps making German jokes. So to say, like, the Kraus SS, because that's where my mind went, too, when he said, I, it ends in two S's. It's like, oh, yeah, SS. Hmm. And then there was the one about, I don't know what he said, but he's, but it sounded like fuck you or something like that. Oh. Yeah, yeah you with that accent? Probably shouldn't say that. Yeah, I can't remember what word he was pronouncing, but, yeah. That was fucking funny. Because I, I listened to it, like, twice. I, like, went back and was like, did he say fuck you? And then Hellboy mentioned that. I was like, ah, good. Red didn't let me down on that one. No, he did not. But yeah, the second I heard him, I was like, is that Seth MacFarlane? And then I looked it up and I saw the like the, the actual body person who played Kraus. And it wasn't Seth MacFarlane. I was so bummed out. I was like, I thought, damn it. And then in the credits it said Seth MacFarlane. I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I knew I recognized his voice. Did, um, oh God, what the hell's the guy's name? Um, Doug Jones. Did Doug Jones play more than one person in this? Yes. I know, I mean, obviously he's Ape Sapien. Yeah, he played... But did he play the Harbinger, too? I'm just calling her the Harbinger. I don't know what it's actually called. Uh, he played the Angel of Death and Chamberlain. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm calling it the Harbinger of Death, not the Angel of Death. And who? The female angel with androgynous characteristics. Is that... Is that the... 
thing that removes the sword tip from Hellboy? I assume the Angel of Death is that, yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. And Chamberlain is the doorkeeper for King Baylor. That was probably just, that was like a throwaway role probably in the sewer for the Elf Council. Oh well, yeah, probably. I just don't know how anybody looks at the guy from, the amphibian man from Shape of Water and not see Abe Sapien. Like, I know it's not him, but I could understand how you could think that it's him. Fuck out of here. It's not actually him, but... Fuck out of here. I'm sure Del Toro is laughing about that one. Probably. All the way to the bank, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. He's got that Oscar money. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that comes with... It definitely doesn't come with any money. Implied money. From all the people that rushed to see it because it was nominated for an Oscar. Oh, yeah. So we talked about Abe Sapien's love interest and the fact that he fell in love. The fact that he got drunk because his body was a temple, so like one beer did it to him. Um, I don't know how many beers he had. Because he definitely he, had plenty because yeah, he went in he, to get a, the last six yeah, pack. the last six pack. And he had like a lot of six packs in yeah. his locker. All Tecate. Which about apparently Tecate is the official beer of the Hellboy franchise, which mm. is a weird choice, but I guess it's Spanish, cheap and readily um, available. Mexican, it's Mexican-made beer, right? Yeah. So, is, is it, it is, was in the Mexico beer pack I bought a number of years ago for, like, Cinco de Mayo. Was that Soul, which I don't really think was very good. It was. It is not very good. And but then, neither is Tecate, so I don't know. Tecate is better than Soul. Soul sure. is the worst of the four. And really? the other ones were, there was Dos Equis, and I think Dos Equis Amber. So like, Tecate is fine. I think Soul was the grossest of the four. This is neither here nor there. It's just But definitely packs. staying in the episode. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, Krauss was a fun fun add-on. I liked him overall. Incredibly useful. My God, he was so useful. Yeah, he just takes control of any tech in the world. He's yep. just... Apparently he found a way to turn his body into some kind of... Ectoplasm. Ectoplasm and, smoke man. And that was it. That's that's all there was to it. Yeah, I could go his, on, but... His power set is very cool. I mean, as a character, he's kind of predictable. He's like the by-the-book... Yeah. who has a change of heart towards the end. I think his fight with Hellboy is pretty fun. Oh my god, his fight with Hellboy is hysterical. It's really one of the la- few times I legitimately laugh during mm-hmm. this movie. Like, it has comedic tones to it, yeah. but it's more of like a chuckle, where I was just like, this is good. Yeah, th- that one was very, very funny. Because he thought he killed him, he was all upset, and he just went into the lockers and starts smacking him around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then to, like, come out and not even need, not really need the suit anyways... And just walk around. He walks around like Conor McGregor in a fucking MMA, yeah. like fu- in like the octagon. This is arms fucking swinging back and <laughs> forth. Like, yeah, fuck this. He's got all that swag. Oh, it was fucking hilarious. That was good. Cause you see like the oh shit moment in Hellboy's face. Like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Cause he just punched him in the in the glass, glass dome. dome with his giant rock hand. <laughs> and like for as much as like Hellboy's like against the rules and wants to play by his own rules. He also knows that there's a line that you don't cross and it's like killing your He's not going to murder his teammate. Yeah. He's like, shit. I don't know what else we have to touch on other than favorites. Well, we did the favorites, favorites. right? Yeah. So, let's get our least favorite in. Okay. Um, I am drawn... It's hard to pick a least favorite for this one because a lot of this movie is just like, huh? So a couple of scenes I really like and everything else is just kind of, huh? Yeah. Um... But because of how weak the third act is, I mean, especially the end of that battle, I, I just really, I don't know, I, I feel like they that was a swing and a miss for me, and I feel like they did a, such a good job building up to it, 
to have it let me down like that kind of sucks. So I'm going to say that my least favorite moment is the specifically the end of the final battle. Mine is very close to yours as far as position in the film. Mine is the really, really long death scene. It is a long death scene. Because, like, he gets stabbed, and he's like, and he just starts walking around for a little bit, and then he turns to stone. It's just, like, really drawn out. It makes it, it kind of makes it lose the impact. Yeah, and then they're also going back and forth, like, three times between him and the sister, and him and the sister, and him and the sister. Like, they just keep talking, and I'm like, you're supposed to be dead. Shut up. Just be dead. Just be dead. This is... This is less tragic the longer and more stupid the longer this draws on. For real. Because, like, it has you at that powerful moment, and then all the time that passes, it loses you a little bit. For real. Yeah, definitely. Less is more. Yes. In this situation, less is more. You should know that, Del Toro. Come on. You you won Best Picture, for God's sake. And Best Director. He did win Best Picture and Best Director. He did. Good for him. I mean, not yet, obviously. This was... Nine years prior. No, but uh, he definitely... He was on his way. Maybe he learned from his mistakes. Maybe. Maybe someone pointed that out. It was like, less is more. He's like, or the Spanish equivalent of less is more. He speaks fine English. I mean, I've listened to him speak English. It sounded fine. Same. Let's stone it. Or do you want to read Matt's email first? um, Yeah, I'll read Matt's email first, and then I'll just leave out his score. Obviously, our resident Hellboy expert slash love interest decided to send us an email for this one. See a Hellboy love interest? He loves Hellboy. And he would marry Hellboy if he was given the opportunity. <laughs> if, if, if it were allowed and possible. Allowed it, and I'm possible. sure it's allowed if it were possible. If it were possible, he would marry Hellboy. So Matt writes, There are three, soon to be four, official Hellboy universes. I love that the movie universe touches on so many big points from the comics. The elves fading... The Golden Army's look, Abe's name, Kraus, Hellboy quitting his gig, all are big things. The movie covers all the angles of the monsters fighting for the humans that hate them. It's probably one of my favorite tropes. Hellboy is my favorite epic hero, and I'm uber-bummed that I'm not there. Fight for him. I think it means to fight for him. I love the marionette history lesson in the beginning. It just sucks that we never got to see this movie trilogy finish out. Hellboy Dad would be a fun show. And based on the wiki, Hellboy 3 was going to be fun. Uh, he thinks the best scene is the fight with the forest elemental. Yep. And he thinks the worst scene is probably the fight between Johan and Hellboy, not because it's bad or anything, but because it runs, I think, rubs me the wrong way, because in real life, that would never happen. I mean, it's a BPRD, you got to throw real life out of this. This is already <laughs> absurd. Yeah, you know that the lead character is a hell demon, Hell demon, right? his friend is a fish man, and... The guy who's Johan is literally just gas. gas filling up a body, but he's still conscious and aware and... Can someone imagine just speak? Speaks and amazing at tech. Oh my god, it's Siri or Alexa. In the next couple months. Years, maybe. Tops. Tops. You heard it here first. We're calling it. I said what I said. And we'll all skip Matt's rating until we get to ratings, which is the part we're going to right now, where we rate the movie that we reviewed from 1 to 6 Infinity Stones, and if it happens to get 6 Infinity Stones, it's also eligible to get Infinity Gauntlet, which is the highest honor possible. We're going to rate Hellboy 2 now. Do you want to go first or want me to go first? You go first. I'll go first. 
I believe I gave the first Hellboy a five. I think that movie is very good. I think this movie is not leaps and bounds worse, but a noticeable step down from it. So I think it deserves that one stone drop. I'm going to give it four stones. It's a very solid movie. The ending is a little bit weak, and the villain also is fairly weak. But otherwise, it's very entertaining. They introduce a great new character, continue all the fun between the other characters except for Myers. Still would definitely watch again. No no major problems here. Corey, what do you think? Uh, I'm with you. I think I gave the first one five stones. Uh, If not, I gave it four stones. But something tells me I gave it five. I meant to go back and figure that out, but I never got around to it. That's fair. You're a busy man. I am. That being said, I still maintain that this movie is a four-stone movie. Either way, I'll watch it again, but it is not nearly as strong as the first Hellboy movie is, by any means. So, four stones, still very good, we'll watch again, but it ain't the first one. And what does Matt have to say? Matt said, I would give this movie five stones. If this movie is dark, the new movie that is coming out is going to be pitch. I assume he means black. Yeah. I wish I was there to tussle, miss you boys, with a Z. Hashtag 321 friendship. Yeah, we're not saying that, Matt. I don't know why you decided to put that in there like (laughs) we were going to read whatever that line is. I got the email, too. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. (sighs) Joe, I guess we're going to take it home, right? I guess so, because those are our ratings for Hellboy 2. If you want to let us know how you feel about Hellboy 2... Or really anything else. You can send us an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Or you can go on to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash zthpodcast. Or just search Zero's Talking Heroes in there. I figured I'd lighten your workload. Appreciate You've been that. teaching all day. You know what? I appreciate that. That being said, you can also find us on Twitter, which is at zthpodcast. If you have a picture of you being a uh, pyrokinetic human being... We're going to take a picture of yourself, put that on your Instagram, and send that to us at ZTH Podcast. We're going to get so many pictures of people where they do the thing where they put the beg spray on their arm oh, and yeah, set yeah. it on fire. Yeah. Or the Vaseline. I didn't know the Vaseline was a thing. Well, I think what, what, a lot of the times when you do that stuff, you put Vaseline on your arm, and then you put whatever you're going to light it. That's probably safer. Well, it's... A it's, little bit, yeah. It, it actually creates like a perfect barrier. Fire will penetrate it. Okay, good. Yeah. Once yeah. it hits the Vaseline, the fire goes out. If you're going to be stupid and attempt to set yourself on fire, at least use Vaseline, guys. Or, or don't do it at all. Because yeah, don't do it at all. You know, one of the two. Yeah, that's probably the better option. If you have to do it, use Vaseline. But yes. you probably shouldn't do it. Yeah. Unless you're a monk fighting against the uh, Vietnamese War. Yes. Whatever that means. Really? I'll show you later. And go on to iTunes or your podcast app. What do you use? I, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict. There are five other ones I don't remember the name of. If it lets you give a rating and a review, we would love five stars. And if you want to leave a review, we'll read it on the podcast. We haven't read one in a while, so, you know, anytime. Anytime one of you wants to step up. We're ready for it. Completely optional, but also mandatory. It's optionally mandatory. Optionally mandatory. Mandatory optional. Yep. Editorially optional. Correct. Words are hard sometimes. We're going to be back next week for another movie. We haven't figured out what that movie is going to be yet, so it's going to be just as much a surprise for you as it is for us. I can't wait to find out. Me either. I think we got a new one this week, don't we? Isn't this the uh, one that comes up? I think 
I think it's all in December. I don't think November okay. has one, but I will double check. Fair enough. And Sequel will probably be back for that. Hey, Sequel, we love you. Miss you, buddy. Sending all the good vibes your way. I figured we should say something on the air for him. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I agree. I echo Corey's sentiments. So thank you for joining. Uh, is this a monk setting himself on fire? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. He set himself on fire to protest the Vietnam War. And on that note, <laughs> yeah. thank you for listening to another episode of us talking about movies. Hey. As usual, I'm going to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Hellboy 2 The Golden Army is definitely someone's. Probably not. It's definitely not. I don't know. I think the first Hellboy, uh, Jurassic Park is definitely his favorite movie. I thought it would be Mad Max. I think Jurassic Park is still his favorite movie. We'll find out. We will find out. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.